Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Welcome to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas on this beautiful, sunny December morning. Record highs in Texas. I guess this is why we live in Texas, right? Uh, To all of our northern friends up there, yes, we are bragging. The weather is beautiful, but that is besides the point. We are here at the end of the year to talk about end-of-year decisions, savings, taxes, and gifts. I don't know about you, but I feel like I have just been through a whirlwind I'm really not sure that I feel like I'm really out of it yet. And it's from every angle. And Congress is no exception. I actually tried to uh, look for a nice political joke that would obviously not offend one party or the other. And, you know, the interesting thing I found was that, yeah, the problem with political jokes is they do get elected, all of them. And uh, that's been true since the beginning of our country. Uh, I was actually kind of having fun doing this because I went through back through some old political cartoons, you know, back from uh, when our country was founded and uh, through the Civil War and through the Great Depression and through World War II. And there's kind of a constant that, uh, yeah, our country's always got some things going on. And 2021 is no exception, especially from our current lawmakers. There has been a new proposal every, like it feels like every day in in every corner coming out of Washington. And, you know, just to give you an example, something we're not going to talk about today, but Social Security, it's been addressed in 10 different bills this year, 10 different bills. So, Keeping up with all of this is, and and by the way, you notice I didn't even use taxes as an example. Um, I'm sure you can only imagine, but keeping up with all of this is literally a full-time job. And I I think it is getting everybody kind of a whirlwind and feeling of anxiety because they don't know what to do. They don't know how to plan, especially business owners, especially people that are reaching their uh, retirement, especially people that are selling assets, especially people that are trying to pass their businesses, ranches, or just their legacy onto the next generation generation and what should they do and do they have to make the decisions now and I gotta breathe I I mean that really is kind of how we feel right is how do we make these decisions when we're under the gun and what do we actually make them on because we don't have current law I remember working through a real estate sale a little bit uh, earlier this year and as we were working through it we had three different proposals uh, tax proposals so we were trying to decide do we want to kick the can do we not want to kick the can what does this look like if we do this what does it look like if we do that and my gosh, it's a lot of, a lot of a lot, a lot of a lot. Well, I have good news for you today. Number one, I think we all should just like put our middle finger and our thumbs together. We can take a deep breath because we are starting to gain some clarity for 2021, that is. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm not a good joker, but all joking aside, really, we do have some clarity around some certain hot topic items. So our goal for Life Planning 101 today is to really hit this priority list. What year and decisions do you need to be making or 
don't need to be making. I mean, here we are, first part of December, and I don't know about you, but I would love for things to just slow down a little bit to enjoy the reason for the season, um, the season to be jolly and to give and to um, just cherish your family and Oh, doesn't that just sound so wonderful? Yes, and I think we all need that desperately. We need to be able to drop the stress a couple of octaves, <laughs> so to speak, and really focus on what's most important. So that is my goal today. My goal today is to help you with the priority list in regard to your savings, in regard to your taxes, in regard to any gifting, whether it be to charities or um, your family that you need to make. So what do you need to do? What do you need to know before that ball drops in 2022, right? Well, that's what we're going to talk about. Year-end decisions right here on Life Planning 101 in December of 2021. You're not going to want to miss it. So we are back, Life Planning 101, December 21, year-end decisions, savings, taxes, and gifts. What do you need to know? What do you need to do? What do you not need to do? And how can you just spend time just spending time in December? It reminds me, my son, I actually shared this with a couple of people the other night, choir practice. We're working on our annual Christmas cantata. And um, I know my kids love me for this, but I have my CD playing all the time, you know, when we're in the car and I'm kind of singing along with the music, making sure I'm hitting the notes right and goes on and on and on for a couple months. And my oldest son the other day, he says, so um, when do you sing, mom? I said, well, it's like a few weeks out. He goes, <laughs> he's so ready for it to be done. And I kind of feel that way about all of these congressional changes and everything going on. And I think everybody else has that consensus too. Yes, we all have something that we want out of it or don't want out of it. But more importantly, we just want some direction, right? We just want some clarity about what we need to be doing and when we need to be doing it. So my goal today is to help you for the rest of this year to get your priority list in order and know what you need to be focusing on or what you don't need to be focusing on. And um, as we go through this list, I mean, my disclosure is we're not going to hit everything, but I'm going to hit those things that are really pertinent when it comes to the congressional mess, I guess you could say, of back and forth and this and that and this and that and this and that. And it's not even between parties, it's it's inner parties, right? So um, having some clarity on, on what we really need to be looking at. So number one. Roth conversions. Let's talk about this for a second. Well, number one really should be required minimum distributions. You didn't have to take those in 2020. You do have to take them this year in 2021. Just keep a note of that. But while we're on the topic, we're talking about Roth conversions in particular. So a Roth conversion, what is it? Number one, you take a traditional retirement account, whether it be IRA, um, their 401k gets a little funky there, but you can do it. 403Bs, 457s, anything that you have put money into um, and then that grow tax deferred and the whole thinking is that at some day when you pull it out, you're going to pay taxes on that. Well, you have the opportunity to convert that to a Roth IRA, which a Roth IRA you actually put after tax money into. It grows tax free or tax deferred, if I'm going to do it exactly by the book because there is some rules around it, but you want to get it to the tax-free place after about five years. And then as long as you um, pull it out after your, you know, wrap old age of 59 and a half, then it comes out tax-free, right? Beautiful structure, 
lots of people have been doing Roth conversions and they should be doing Roth conversions. And they've been doing something called a backdoor Roth conversion in addition to that, where you actually, um, you know, put money into your 401k, you take the deduction, but then you turn around and do a Roth conversion on the other side. So you get it into um, a tax-free account because your AGI, your adjusted gross income limits are too high to put it directly into the Roth. Or you're putting after-tax money. These are called mega backdoor conversions where you put after-tax money into um, some type of retirement vehicle and then it converts to a Roth IRA. Well, two things. Number one, get after it because tax rates are remaining at a historic low in 2021. This is clear. I would certainly be looking at what you need to be doing if you need to be assessing this or not. Number two is that may not stay the case. We know that. We know that tax rates will probably go up. And um, for some people, that might be next year. For some people, it might not be for a few years. But nonetheless, we have a lot of debt. We just have a lot of debt. I kind of think tax rates, they're historically low. They've only got one way to go. Just a note. But another piece to this is the Build Back Better Act. That could actually eliminate or limit some of these Roth conversion opportunities, especially for high income earners and the backdoor Roth strategy and the mega backdoor Roth strategy. So look at it if you haven't already. Number two, crypto taxes. Hmm. Cryptocurrency. Obviously, we've been hearing about this nonstop, right? But if you actually have losses um, in crypto right now, if you have losses in crypto right now, under the current law, you can sell that position and then turn around and buy another crypto position almost immediately while still realizing the loss on the position that you had and putting that on your tax return. So for the rest of the investment world, that doesn't work. It's called a wash sell. And it's prohibited to take a loss and then turn around and repurchase the same investment or basically the same investment, similar investment within a 30-day period. You can't do that on your taxes. So the House bill is actually adding digital assets to that prohibited list for any transactions after December 31st. And I think that's really important to note. You know, if you've got digital assets, there is a loss and and you want to look at doing that. Um, You can certainly look at doing that, taking losses this year if you need them. Number three, net investment income tax and business owners. Okay, so net investment income tax has been applied to net investment income or amounts over certain AGI limits uh, since it was enacted. And it's a 3.8% tax that was designed to help pay for, you know, when we got this Affordable Health Care Act. And so this tax is actually uh, looking to hit business owners via the BBB Act, and it wouldn't apply for lower income business owners, but those making over 400000 if you're an individual, or 500000 if you're a couple, and you're not paying self-employment taxes on that money. So an example of that might be that you have a partnership or you might have an S corporation. You need to be talking to your accountant about this. And see if there's any kind of restructuring that you need to look at doing or anything that you need to do to get your incomes below those thresholds, you know, whether it be retirement plans or charitable gifting or or whatever that is. But don't wait because here's the deal. We kick the can and we get down six, seven months into 2022 and then we try to do something about it. You might not be able to do something about it. So start planning right now to see if that's going to hit you and if there's a way to avoid it. And likewise, um, number four is corporate taxes. Okay, so corporate taxes, the 21% rate seems untouched at current, which is actually really surprising 
But then again, there is some laundry list of like tax credits and deductions that corporations have been able to take for years. And it has actually caused some corporations to not pay any taxes whatsoever. And so the Build Back Better bill actually has two proposals, uh, one of which would address that. Uh, that laundry list of items would have a 15% minimum tax on it. And so you better know what that laundry list of items is and will that impact you. And then the second piece to that is that if you're buying back your own stock, there could be an excess tax of 1%. So if you're a business owner, bottom line is you need to be looking at things now to see how 2022 might change for you and what you might need to do to prepare for that. Okay. So we've hit four, Roth conversions, crypto, net investment income tax, business owners, and corporate taxes. When we come back, kind of save the best for last, we're going to talk about retirement savings plans. We're going to talk about gifting. And we're going to talk about your estate, which I kind of think is what everybody's really been waiting on because it's been the talk of the talk of the talk in 2021. You're not going to want to miss it. You're in strategies, what you need to know, what you need to do, and what you don't need to even stink and worry about in 2021 when we come back on Life Planning 101. All right, welcome back to Life Planning 101. We're talking about year-end strategies in this whirlwind of a year of 2021. So uh, I don't know if you've heard this, but philanthropic Uncle Sam, an honest politician, and Santa Claus find a $100 bill. My question to you is, who would get to keep it? Well, must be Santa Claus because the other two creatures are really just a myth and a legend, right? So I think that's something we can all agree with and have a Merry Christmas on. But we are talking about uh, what is going on with Congress, getting some clarity around some issues that have really halted a lot of planning for 2021. And I really think it's kind of kept people up in the air and it made them feel anxious, whether it comes to their business, whether it comes to their, you know, planning for their own retirement and whether it comes to their estate plan and their legacy planning, passing on that ranch, passing on that business, whatever it is, and trying to make these decisions. And so my goal for today is to provide some kind of peace on earth, uh, no pun intended, um, so that we can enjoy the holiday season and have some clarity about our year and priorities and what we need to tackle at the first part of 2022, rather than trying to cram it in the last minute of this year. So we went through Roth conversions. We talked about some crypto, some weird crypto tax laws that are going to be going away, potentially. Obviously, none of this has passed. Please know that. It's, it's just a, a house bill proposal at this moment. Net investment income tax and, and business owners. We talked about corporate taxes. Well, let's get into retirement savings plans. So Back in 2019, at the end of 2019, and this kind of like got miffed over because of COVID happening so quickly into 2020, but there was the SECURE Act that was passed. And what it did was it said one of the things that it did, it did a lot of things, but one of the things that it did was a focus on um, retirement plans that after the death of the owner and the spouse of the owner, that that retirement plan in most cases would have to be distributed out over a 10-year period of time. So just get this picture. 
say that you have an, a million dollars of retirement accounts and you have a child that is going to inherit that million dollars of retirement accounts and that child is a six-figure income earner. They're successful in their own accord. Imagine their tax return having an additional hundred plus thousand dollars tacked onto that every single year. And in a progressive tax system, nonetheless, meaning the higher their income goes, the higher the tax rate goes and where tax rates going. So that could literally be paying over 40% on that income. That's a problem in itself. Moreover, I do think that, you know, Congress sees that how much money is out there in these retirement accounts. And obviously, it's a great place to be able to tap for um, paying for the expenses that are needed, paying for some of this debt. And I think that that's a big push. And right now, there's some legislation on the table about IRA accounts that have grown to 10 million or more. And having to take out an RMD, a required minimum distribution, once they hit that amount. And I've seen proposals where that's going to be required to take anything out over that 10 million every year. So if you've got 10 million that's making 8% a year, that could be a very large number hitting your tax return. Could be half that amount. And nonetheless, something else that it's done is, you know, I, I know a lot of high income earners over the years have, you know, been able to find ways to sock away a half a million dollars or more a year into retirement plans to not pay the taxes on that. Well, if that's been your strategy, and here you are looking at what's happening in Congress at the moment, you might be wanting to rethink that strategy. And better yet, you might be wanting to look at ways that you could figure out how to change that up. And there are ways to change that up. There are things that you can do inside of um, certain retirement plans to be able to so-called retard those retirement plans to uh, to minimize the tax. And, and you need to be looking at that. And if you don't know about these laws, if, if you've got a, a significant IRA that could impact your yourself, your kids, you know, I call them the ticking tax bombs, right? Or, you know, any of the above, and, and you haven't addressed this, you need to address it. It's some big stuff. And um, no matter what happens or doesn't happen in this particular bill, I don't suspect that this is going to be addressed because there's just too much money here to go after. And so doing that planning today is really, really important. Okay, giving it away. So talking about charitable gifting for a second, you know, it's quick and easy to give cash gifts. There's no doubt about that. But that might not be the best gift. And especially in an environment where your securities have probably seen some pretty good upside over the last several years, right? So when you donate an appreciated security, like an appreciated stock or a mutual fund or something like that, if you donate the security itself and the charity sells that security, there's actually no taxation for you when it's sold. If you sell that security, then if there's a gain, then that's going to hit your tax return, right? So it might be worth your while to look at how you could maybe do some swapping. I call them swapping strategies. If you're going to give X amount of cash, well, why not donate the security and then invest the cash? Just an option. And you still get the donation or the deduction if you were getting the deduction to begin with. Um, on the flip side, potentially, I say potentially because obviously they've raised the itemized deduction up so high that a lot of people have lost their ability to deduct their charitable gifting with the exception of that 
I think 300 bucks that you can just do standard. But some people still do. And then obviously there's also some gifting limitations on cash or non-cash gifts with 50% of your income and 30% of your income. You got to look at all of that. So it's just not black and white, but it's something that you need to be discussing. Second piece with that, and speaking of itemizing your deductions, a lot of people have lost their ability to make those charitable gifts and get a deduction, but they are also taking a required minimum distribution. Well, if you're taking a required minimum distribution and you're giving charitably, why aren't you doing a qualified charitable distribution? If you send your money straight from an IRA to a 501c3, that doesn't even really hit your taxable income, which is nice. So if you're not getting your cake on the itemized side, you definitely want to look at it. And even if you are, you still may want to look at it because it could have the potential to help lower the amount of Social Security that's actually taxed. So it'd be like a double tax benefit and your Medicare premium. Yeah, big stuff there. Okay, now I have saved the best for last. We are going to talk about your estate plan. Guess what? You get to kick the can. Yes, breathe. After all, all of that hoopla for 2021. Yep, there's not a lot that appears to be changing for the moment. Yep, we've saw how many proposals on this. We've saw, I mean, I oh my gosh, I've sat on I don't know how many conference calls and strategies and analysis of what's actually going to happen, what could happen. And the current proposal doesn't change a whole heck of a lot of anything. No estate tax exemption amounts, no 1031 amounts, no step two and basis changes, no grantor trust law changes, which is for like, you know, if you have uh, uh, slats and um, idgets and uh, islets and all those kind of things. Yes, I know that's a different conversation for a different date. And no gifting law changes at the moment. So this is great news for Christmas. You can breathe. And so can your family. They can be happy for the moment. Okay, but here is the warning. And if you are reading our article, you will see this in big bold letters. Warning. There was a ton of legislation that was proposed this year that could completely change the landscape when you transfer your assets to the next generation. So just because it isn't in the current bill, it doesn't mean it disappeared. And my suggestion to you is that if you tried to kick the can and you waited to the last minute this year, you need to make your legacy plan your priority in 2022. So as an ending note, complexity, whew, it seems to be growing every day. And here's what I'm going to tell you. You don't have to do the job alone. We are here to help you navigate through it. You know, I think too many times we get all this anxiety because we just get to a point we don't know what to do and don't know what direction to take. So let us help you with that heavy lifting. Let us help you figure out what your options are so you can figure out the direction you need to take and you can stay focused on what's most important. Like the Christmas season, like your family, like the reason for the season, right? So we want you to live life on purpose whatever that means for you, and let us help you with the rest of it. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services. God bless everyone that listens to our show and those that don't. We hope you share this because there is some really awesome stuff that we give out every week, a value that I think um, certainly is able to help people do have that little bit of peace of mind and uh, enjoy your holiday season. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. 
The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member Fenner SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group LLC, Kennedy Financial Services, and Smart Money Group LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.